Welcome to the Portionality Podcast, a curiously sermonic podcast playground for adulting over 30. Because let's keep it real, life will keep lifing with swift transitions, but together we can honor the moments we are in and keep on living. I am your host, Portia Williams-Gates. Join me every Wednesday as we grow and live together. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Portionality Podcast, (laughs) Season 3B. I am so excited to be back after a long, restful, rejuvenating summer break. I hope and trust that you had an awesome summer as well. But before we get into it, I hope that you would do me the greatest, biggest, best favor, and that you would make sure that you rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. So if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, if you're listening on Google, if you're on YouTube, however you are getting this podcast, make sure you rate five stars make sure you are subscribed so that you never miss an update make sure you are connected with me and go ahead on over to the website portionality.com and get on the newsletter I will be so glad to have you part of the community if you didn't know we're also reaching out and we're also welcoming guests for this season so if that is you if you're like girl I've always wanted to be on your podcast this is your opportunity. So don't miss the boat, child. Go on over to the website and click the contact form. There is a opportunity for you to become a guest on this podcast. So go ahead over to the website, portionality.com, go over to the contact and shoot me an email. You know what I'm saying? Send me a little something, something, you know, let me know, send that contact form. So let me know that you want to be a guest. Okay. And of course, if you want to add or sponsor, you know, even a little advertisement or such and such into this podcast, you can also do that because we are also opening opportunities for advertising and sponsors. All right. All right. All that information over on the website. Make sure you contact me. <laughs> Y'all, I'm so excited. Um, to be back. I hope you all had an amazing summer. Let me tell you something. This summer has been restful and rejuvenating and I'm just so glad uh, to be back. I mean, this season is coming up and is shaping out to be, I mean, it's giving multidimensional spiritual realness. It's giving Bible. It's giving sermons. It's giving the gospel according to Portia. It's giving channel messages and meditations. It's giving culture, band books and chart topping music and must see movies and guests. And it's giving portionality because the portionality podcast is now an award nominated podcast. So it is giving all of the spiritual girl things. Okay. All of the spiritual human things, the spiritual boy things, spiritual people things. Okay. We're getting spirituality up in portionality okay so I'm really 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 hype about it so I'm telling you like it's been an amazing summer of course like so many others I was part of the 50 11 10,000 million gajillion people who went to see Beyonce uh, for the Renaissance tour I was up in there okay I went to the MetLife Stadium because of course Tri-state, <laughs> we not new to this, we true to this. And so my sister and I went to go see Beyonce at uh, MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. And we had a great time at the Renaissance Tour, okay? Let me tell you. So now that the Renaissance Tour is officially wrapped up and over, we can officially talk about it. We can talk about how, I mean, uh, the set list was just 
everything we needed it to be from the opening of just how she's saying flat footed and tall in her stilettos and just saying dangerously in love and saying one plus one. And I mean, she just gave us Beyonce hits. I mean, flaws and all. She gave it to us. And then she transitioned into the Renaissance, okay? The Renaissance. And I was living my best life, okay? First of all, if you didn't go, I'm sorry. But the good news is she's releasing a film that gives um, the backstory to the tour. And it's like a little documentary type of style slash concert series. So, you know, go check it out in an AMC theater near you. I'm going to go. Um, I'm trying to drag Jay with me to go see it. You know, Beyonce has her Jay. I have my Jay. My spouse's name is Jay. Hey, hey, Jay. <laughs> Jay's always in the studio with me when every time I'm recording this podcast. So, hey, Jay. Mm-mm. Hey, babe. So, I am just like, everyone needs to see this in some capacity. The album was amazing. The album is amazing. Okay. It was life changing. It was life giving. It was everything I needed. I'm going through my own little renaissance. Okay. Right now, because this little, you know, tourist transit that I'm having right now in my chart, you know, all the things that are going on in my career house. Okay. I'm having a little vocational renaissance. And so I need y'all to get into it, okay? I was like Beyonce, you know, I just fell in love. I just quit my job. I Like, I quit my job, okay? I did. Like, I'm, I'm having a renaissance. And let me tell you, the job market, you know, there is its own struggle. So don't don't be like Portia, okay? Don't just be out here falling in love, quitting your job um, without <laughs> a plan, okay? Like, for real, the job market, you know, September surge was surging, but you know, your girl is out here like so many others. But let me tell you something. I have so much peace. You know, I have so much peace since leaving my job and I recognize that I have not really talked about that on this podcast but since I left my job in January I will say I have had tremendous peace I have had so much peace now I do miss having a weekly paycheck you know or even bi-weekly for that matter yes your girl does miss that and I do miss benefits but I don't uh, mm, there's no price too high for my peace let me just say that Okay, not say I didn't love my job because I really enjoyed my job, but let me just say there's no price too high for my peace. And when you work in a church and when you work in that kind of an environment that just keeps you on your toes all the time, and it was written in the employee handbook that we were not to get vacation during the first year of employment. And I was just gracious, I was graced by allowing, um, myself to have my honeymoon right the church graced me with the opportunity to have that and so because Jamal and I did not take our honeymoon um they're like okay well you need to do that but child let me tell you something these churches and these jobs out here that say that you can't have no vacation time until after one year of service that's so inhumane I'm sorry I just got to call a thing a thing like all of these types of jobs, and it's not just the church jobs. Like I now, trust me, I've had two jobs just like that where they told me I could not have any vacation time to after a year of service. And <laughs> yeah, I, we got to do better, y'all. Like across the board, and all of these jobs, you know, people are going to quit the jobs. People are going to resign. People are going to leave. People aren't going to want to work for you or work at your job or your place of employment if you're not allowing people to have vacation, right? Because let's be real. 
money is not the only reason why people work. Money is the, is a part of the tangible resources of jobs and working, but people come to come to work for camaraderie. People come to work for relationships, for growth, for um, maturity. People come for the benefits. Not everybody's here for your paycheck. Okay. And sometimes your rusty dusty paycheck does not come with benefits. And people need time off. We need to rest, right? And it really sucks when, for me anyway, it really sucks when I witness the church operate in this capitalistic society that reminds me of the American society. Like, yo, like Jesus didn't die for this, man. Like, for real, give people time off and pay people what they're worth. Give people benefits. Like, I cannot stand when churches look like the U.S. government like what is this like I really need people to go through their church handbooks to go through their church bylaws their church policies and you know child I'm about to go down another rabbit hole now let me just say this as a disclaimer y'all let me be open and honest and transparent your girl has ADHD okay I have ADHD and that means sometimes your girl's gonna switch topics without warning okay you may have already known this but seriously y'all I have ADHD and I know how to manage it for myself in a way that I am successful and in a way that I know how to live day to day in a way that is successful for me but I have to be honest and transparent I'm trying to be more honest and transparent about the fact that I'm neurodiverse okay so looping back around I say all that to say the church, the black church specifically, you in danger, girl, Um, (laughs) you know, and I am churched, right? I am churched. And sometimes I say I'm more churched than I am Christian, but that's a whole nother set of of subjects. And I actually referenced this um, on an episode called the spiritual, um, what is it? The spiritual magic of the black church, critical thinking, like that episode, go back to it. Like I referenced some of this and I will say that the black church as a whole, we just got to do better. You know, there was this thing that was going around on Facebook, which I am not on because your girl bloop, 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 deactivated. And I have a whole bunch of people muted on Facebook when I was on Facebook because I'm not really invested in people's lives like that. Like, ew, what? I don't care. <laughs> but there was something going around. And, you know, some of people, you know, y'all messy, 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 be in the group chats and sending people screenshots and stuff like the whole world can't see it. Like, what? Bloop, bloop, bloop. But there was a thing that was going around. And I absolutely agree that gender bias does not belong in the church. Okay. Gender bias does not belong in the church. And a lot of churches have been operating out of gender bias and has not been giving women an opportunity to pastor, to preach, or to serve. Now, some churches will allow people to serve and allow people to preach, but they don't want the woman to be a pastor. And that's a problem, okay? And the same goes for LGBTQIA persons and, you know, not allowed to serve like hello what is the problem here God's love is so expansive it expands beyond gender biases it expands beyond sexuality it expands beyond age it expands beyond hello let's call a spade a spade elitism when it comes to education and pedigree and degrees and it's so expansive beyond Greek affiliation (laughs) okay It is expansive. And so we have to do better as a church universal, um, as a body of Christ, as a black church to say that we need to 
build a church, establish church, establish a space that looks more like the wholeness and fullness of God. Now, why do I say that? Bringing it back around to Miss Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter, okay? Mrs. Carter created a space called the Renaissance Tour where everyone was free and everyone got to feel free in the moment, right? Where ableism, where ageism, where classism, sexism, racism was not welcomed in the space. It was a celebration of humanity. It was a celebration of life. It was a way to amplify the LGBTQIA plus community in a way that everyone could feel seen. And I absolutely felt seen. I felt loved. I felt celebrated. I felt safe. I enjoyed myself. Okay. I had my click clacking and clacking a fan going. Okay. I was click clacking at wrist okay I was enjoying myself I was renaissance okay and so if the church reflected the values of what we saw um, exemplified at that concert and on this tour we might be in a better situation and why do I say that I say that because and I really do believe in the church I really, really do. And I, and I say this because I love the church and love makes space for open rebuke. I am saying this to say that the church, we could do so much better. We really, really could. And especially in black church, we can do better. And we have these, you know, old boys clubs and we have these patriarchal, you know, pump sisterhoods and we don't really do a good job of seeing people's full humanity we like to exploit people and I'm gonna say we because I was I am I guess to an extent am a part of the system right I'm definitely a product of the system so I have to say we and it and and it doesn't matter right whether or not you you know work in a church or not like if you're a product of the system you're a product of the system right like that it's just what it is part of the issue is that we need to do better with is just really taking a hard look at what we've been and say, what does God's love look like? And who is all included (laughs) when we say, you know, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord and that we're all going to heaven. Like who gets to be in the baptized body of believers? And the church has been really excluded, exclusionary, Um, I don't even know if that's a real word, but if it is today, because I say it is, um, hello, the church has been really exclusionary and we are not always welcoming. And that's a problem, right? I am myself as Portia Demita Williams Gates. I'm welcoming, opening and affirming, right? I'm a black queer woman. Like it is just what it is, right? I am black. I am queer and I'm a woman. So therefore there are these layers that, hello, that are marginalized, right? And in my full-fledged humanity, I accept and love all of myself. And I also can acknowledge that I have not been in spaces or worked in spaces and worshiped in spaces that loved all of me. And there were moments where I felt like I had to hide or I felt like I didn't, couldn't say anything. But then there got to a point where like when I was in seminary, I was like in diff school, I was like, whatever, dude, like this is who I am. And I never really had a quote unquote coming out. It was just kind of like, this is what it is. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I didn't make an announcement. It's just like, yeah, this is my, this is who I am. This is me. I'm Portia. These are my pronouns. And that's just what it is. And, you know, you can either catch it or not like catch it. (laughs) 
and it wasn't like this grand moment. And so it's just like, yeah, like these are things about myself and that are true about me that I'm learning and I'm growing. And I love me. I love all of me. Like I love all of me. And I also recognize that there are spaces that have not loved all of me, but they loved my service. They loved my work. They loved what I had to offer. And so, yeah, I will say this. Black church tends to exploit people's labor. (laughs) You know, (laughs) hello. They, you know, we can exploit volunteers and um, people who really do mean well and want to serve. And I have witnessed and watched people really exploit people's gifts and it's really sad and that's another reason why I just really had to just be like look I can't be out here you know living and preaching a gospel and then watching people behind closed doors treat people like crap like I can't watch that like you cannot treat people like poo-poo like double-mindedness like what is that like that is not and I think you know Jamal always tells me that I'm this person of integrity and I really have this really big love of justice and integrity and just wanting um, people to just do the right thing and I think part of that is because my Ices and Libra okay like balance and justice and whatnot I really think that we need to be practicing what we preach. And I'm not saying that we need to be perfect because perfection is a lie, but we do need to do better. Like we can't just be out here, <laughs> you know, preaching people way up and, and, and creating and curating these worship experiences only to tear down, tear them down when they say they want to volunteer and then exploit them when they say that they want to preach. And then you want to put them through a whole pledging process like this is like like we're online or something like how you gonna haze people into preaching see that's the thing right that's not a process y'all are out here processing okay you know what I'm talking about y'all out here giving people a process like they like they pledging online and you ain't even Greek yourself child like what like people really out here pledging people and there are Greek people right out here pledging people and that's another thing there's people out here who's denouncing letters and all that their organization because of Christianity. I don't know what that's about. I don't really know much about that, but I am a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated and I'm also an ordained minister. So, I mean, there's that. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Um, but yeah, I just, I really just wonder sometimes what would it look like if the church allowed itself to be in conversation with the arts and to be in conversation with thinkers and theologians like Toni Morrison and James Baldwin, even Beyonce, um, to really be in conversation with Kendrick Lamar and these artists to really look at films and to look at television, to examine things like This Is Us, and to really have a robust conversation about what it means to be a good person, about what does it mean to honor humanity, about what does it mean to really see people for who they are and to love them into the fullness of their being. I wonder what would it look like to love people into the fullness of their humanity just as God created them, as God intended them to be, as God intended them to flourish. God intended for all of us to flourish. So I don't really understand. (laughs) I don't understand why people think it's okay to hinder that process. Okay, and 
my hope is that everyone will get a chance to go see the Beyonce film, um, the Renaissance film, because quite frankly, I mean, you missed the tour, baby. If you ain't been to it, you ain't going to it because it's gone. OK, ain't no more tickets left. She wrapped that thing up in uh, Kansas City and it's done. Like it's a it's a done done. Like it's done done. Like it's not coming back. But you can go see the film and you can get your best life and you can listen to the album and you can listen to the affirmations of what she's saying and just to really hear I mean, it is a beautiful experience. And so really do go, really do go see the film because I mean, the costuming is beautiful. The, the, the wardrobe, the, the visuals, I mean, it's stunning. Absolutely stunning. A masterpiece, a work of art um, meant to be experienced and shared um, with so many people. Um, and so I really do hope that you all get a chance to experience that because hello. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned before, I'm really excited and hyped for this season. I can't wait to share more about what I'm doing in school and working on my doctoral project. Cause y'all are probably like, what is this girl doing? She's talking about she getting this demon, this doctor of ministry. Like, what is that? Like, I can't wait to talk more about that. I can't wait to talk about, we cannot wait to talk more about um, things with guests and books and all the things spiritual um i'm really excited about it and i hope that you would continue to subscribe subscribe to this podcast i hope that you will continue to share this with someone that you would shout me out hit me up on social media i'm on linkedin and i'm on instagram baby do not come to facebook looking for me because i ain't there okay i am not there um and do hit me up at portionality.com and all of the things i love you all so much thank you so much for joining me um and i'm looking forward to season 3b y'all be blessed take good care take good care until next time